If you've got a Bible, you want to follow in the Scripture, Ephesians chapter number 1. I, I quit caring a long time ago about, you know, if you listen to your critics, you'd quit. And <laughs> I got a letter uh, last week, James, from La Follette, Tennessee, uh, an elderly lady that hears me on Sweetwater Radio. I didn't realize they was reaching that far. That's a long way, La Follette is from Sweetwater, down on 75. <clears throat> and she said... Uh, Brother Preacher, she said, I've been contemplating writing you for a long time. I, God just wouldn't let me out of it. I had to write you a letter. She said, I've been listening for years and said, your preaching takes me back to my childhood. Boy, and she wrote a whole page bragging on me. Todd, James, I folded it up and I got it in my Bible. Now, I don't care if you cuss me, criticize me. I'll just get my letter out and shout. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to stand, reverence, I want wrote the book. First chapter, third verse. Book of Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed us with, notice this word, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. This time together in the good house of God, these people that laid down the things of this world uh, and gathered out here for count meeting. Uh, and I pray, dear God, your blessing that rest upon this meeting tonight. Uh, and dear God, that I could be a little help to somebody that came this way with a burdened heart. For all I know, there are people here tonight, dear God, if they died right now, to go to hell. Right. I pray for them that they get around this old altar and invite Jesus into their heart. Uh, make a reservation for glory in Christ Jesus before it's everlastingly too late. God, I can't, but you can. I come, sir, to allow you. In Jesus' blessed name I pray. Amen, and you can be seated. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places Amen. in Christ. The Lord's holding out two words out of that verse right now to my heart feel. The words heavenly places. kind of shocked me a long time ago when I found that you won't find that phrase anywhere else, preacher, in the Word of God. But you'll find it four times right here in the book of Ephesians. And God had my attention. You can search the book from cover to cover and you won't find it in any other book in the Bible. Heavenly places. But he nudged old Paul's heart, and he put her in four times real fast right here in this chapter. Amen. Heavenly places. Amen. Now, chapter 6, verse 12 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and right. spiritual darkness in high places. Yeah. 
member, Daniel, down by the river, praying 21 days he prayed and couldn't get to God. Those principalities and powers, Satan, his demons, buddy, in high places was hindering his prayer, keeping him getting from God. But I'm glad, thank God, Daniel didn't quit after 19 days. He didn't give up. I mean, right here's a picture. If I ever saw one church in my life, keep on praying. Don't give up. 21st day, boy, he is a praying. And God pulled rank on the devil and said, get out of the way. Daniel, you're getting through, boy. Uh-huh. Ain't you glad tonight, church? Thank God that there's a place beyond the high places called heavenly places. If that wasn't so, we couldn't get a prayer to God tonight. But thank God beyond the high places is the heavenly places and one that can pull rank on the devil and buddy hear our prayer. I'd have never got saved that night hadn't it been for something beyond the high places, James. I'd have never got through to God and I bowed as a little old 10 year old boy and asked the Lord to come into my heart. But I'm glad, thank God, but God in heaven said, get out of the way, devil. I want to save that young man. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Thank God for them high places. Now, ever Old Testament book in the Bible has got a New Testament counterpart. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Exodus counterparts Hebrews. If you've got a good work and knowledge of Hebrews, Exodus will make more sense to you. What about Genesis? Revelation is the counterpart to Genesis. In Genesis, Mitch, the devil took it all. But in Revelation, God gets it back. <laughs> in Genesis, you find the first tear. But in Revelation, they're all wiped away. In Genesis, you've got the first fight. But in Revelation, you got the last war. Uh-huh. In Genesis, the curse was placed upon the ground by God in heaven. But in Revelation, the curse is lifted. Uh And boy, I had that on my mind, you know, when I was looking at this here, Jimmy and book of Ephesians, you know, people down there at Ephesus. And I thought, what's the counterpart here, you know? Joshua. You know how I know that? Book of Joshua, God give them a land. But they had to go in and possess it. Wasn't worth a snap till they crossed the Jordan River and possessed it. They had to go and fight the battle down there at Jericho. Had to go in there and fight some giants. Uh-huh. And boy, I begin to relate that to the book of Ephesians here and these spiritual blessings. Uh-huh. God said they're yours, 
Now you got to get in heavenly places to claim them. You can't go down Walmart and pick them up. You got to get yourself in heavenly places to claim these spiritual blessings. You can't go downtown, amen, find them on a car lot. You can't find them out yonder in the bleachers at a car race. You're going to have to get in spiritual places to claim them. And here's the thing about it. We got the promise of them. But that ain't worth a whole lot. Promise ain't worth much without possession. You're going to have to take possession of them. Now call me selfish anything you please, but boy, I want everything God's got for me. I mean, some of this off-wall stuff along the way, you know, to come out. I say, God, if anything to it, put it on me. <laughs> For I don't want to get to heaven and find out I missed out on something. I want everything God's got for me, buddy. Hallelujah. And here we are. I mean, the first thing I'm looking at, I want to preach a little while tonight on some things only found in heavenly places. <laughs> I feel it coming, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. First thing here in verse number three, spiritual blessings. Now, I don't know about you. I like physical blessings. Uh-huh. Pile it on me, man. I'll tell you, I, I appreciate it. Physical blessings. Shortly after my birthday this year, in January, a fellow listens to me, Cliff Walden, down in uh, in below Athens, Tennessee, called and he hears me on WDH in Sweetwater, and he said, "I've got you a birthday present." Well, I said, "When I'm down there preaching for Ted Watson, I said I'll come over." No, he said, "You don't understand. You're gonna have to bring a truck and a trailer." Uh-oh. I said, "Sure enough." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Just bring your truck and the trailer." I got my oldest son. To take his truck and trailer, and we went uh, down to Cliffs, and he had me a 1939 9-in Ford tractor restored. Amen. Looked like a brand new one. I carry a picture of it. <laughs> now, the thing about it, Cliffs got MS, and he, that's riding old motorized chair. He can't walk. He restored that tractor out of a motorized chair, Mitch. And told me when I left, he said, you'll never know how much love's in that tractor. I said, man, you've ruined me. I said, I can't sell it and you're talking like that. And I said, it's too pretty to get dirty in the garden. And I said, by the way, you've waited till I'm too old to get up on it to give it to me. <laughs> but I'll build me a ramp or something, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> but that blessing, I look out my window, Mitch, and see that four tractor sitting out there, boy, I get to want to praise God and shout. Amen. How good God's been to me physically. I mean, ladies, it's, it's a great blessing you find that dress you've been looking for. Then we're at the church and there's a woman who went on dislike it. You ain't wearing this thing no more. 
How do you know all that? I've been married to one of them for 47 years. That's how I know. <laughs> I mean, fellas, when you find that very truck you've been looking for down on that car, boy, it's a blessing when you're able to find out, you know, they're going to let you have it. You know, it goes through. Physical blessing, that's good. But I'm here to tell you not church. Physical blessings can't hold a light to spiritual blessing. Huh? I got blessed in there a while ago in that classroom. And old Joe over yonder washing my feet. I ain't never been on a car lot and felt that good. Huh? I ain't never put on a new suit of clothes. John felt like that. Huh? Lord have mercy. I mean, he got done washing my feet. He pulled a bottle of oil out of his pocket. Good smelling oil. And anointed my feet. I believe I'm just high Joe tonight. Uh, <laughs> ain't nothing like getting blessed spiritually, buddy. <laughs> you know, we've been having a lot of snow in the mountains. And, and there wasn't but five of us made to take a foot of snow in the parking lot here a while back one Wednesday night. And I don't know why. I don't normally circle the church. I just pull in my pastor parking place. But I circle the church, and there are a little old water house back in the back where I've got a light bulb to keep the water from freezing. whole top is knocked off of it. And uh, two of the five of us there, I signed a job of getting that fixed right quick before water froze up, you know. Well, day passed, nobody said, claim, you know, fault. Another, it got to be Saturday. Now, I mean, listen, they could at least have been courteous enough to say what they'd done because our pipes would have burst and we'd been in terrible shape. Sort of like tearing a fence down, you know, not telling the man these cows get out. Yeah. And uh, come Saturday, a fella called me, about 40 year old, I guess, crying. And he said, Preacher Bob, he said, I'm the one that hit that little building behind the church. He said, I've done a terrible thing. He said, that's holy ground. That old boy hadn't been in church 15 years, Todd. He said, I've got to make it right. I said, I done got it fixed. And he said, uh, I've got to do something to make it right. He said, I can't live with this. I've got to do something. I said, you won't do something? I said, the water house is fixed. I said, let me tell you what you can do. Come on, church tomorrow and hear me preach. Sure enough. He said, they'll look at me funny. I said, no, boy, they won't look at you funny. I'll put somebody you know set with you. I said, listen to me. I ain't mad at you. God ain't mad at you. And I like to see you out there in that congregation when I preach tomorrow. Henry, I looked out and there he said, Amen. Gets better. I brought the message and give the invitation, James. He come to altar. Haven't been in church 15 years. He started again. I, I've got to do something about that. Can I put some, maybe aluminum around it or something, make it look good? And, 
I said, listen, that wasn't your fault. Get that off your mind. I said, God guided you into that thing, get you in church today. I said, quit blaming yourself. Now you didn't, you couldn't help it, man. God just guided you right in. Get you in church, get you in the altar today, boy. <laughs> and man, I got in heavenly places, Joe. <laughs> I got spiritually blessed, I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank God, boy, we can get in heavenly places and receive spiritual blessings. Well, I'm seeing something else here four times. I see that phrase uh-huh, here in the book of Ephesians. 20th verse, first chapter. Not only spiritual blessings... I'm looking at sacrificial blood, Jimmy. Man, I really feel it coming. (laughs) Hallelujah. Talking about Jesus, whom he, talking about God, raised up. (laughs) And set him at his right hand, didn't he? Now I read over in the book of Hebrews, church. And the 10th chapter, the 12th verse, that he finished his work, he sat down at the Father's right hand. When he'd offered, that's what I'm wanting, Mish, one sacrifice forever, he sat down at the Father's right hand. Now, back up one verse, verse 11, Hebrews 10, and talking about them Old Testament priests, Standing daily. Very next verse. <laughs> Offered that one sacrifice and yeah. sat down. Amen. He then said, It is finished. Yeah. Huh? Amen. What had he finished, preacher? Poured out his blood. Come resurrection morning, Mary's there, and I'm here. Listen, she'd have touched him to shores this world, buddy. And Jesus said, Don't touch me, Mary. He had something to do. That priest had to be clean when he walked into the Holy of Holies. He's going to gather that blood up and carry it yonder to the Holy of Holies down at the end of Hallelujah Boulevard, buddy, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat. Now his work's done. He said, down. Uh-huh. And there's that sacrificial blood. Boy, I'm looking at here. Not only spiritual blessing, but the, in heavenly places, the Bible said. In verse 20, don't it? Yes, sir. That's the second time I see that phrase, Phil. Heavenly place, sacrificial blood. Brought his blood, poured it out on the mercy seat, and sat down. Jimmy. <laughs> Salvation's complete. I talked to an old preacher boy. He's going to some school someplace, you know, teaching to preach, he thought. And, uh, he said he was wanting to preach on grace. Couldn't come up with what he felt like an adequate title. And he said just all of a sudden, God put one in his head. 
Why work when you don't have to? Pretty good title, ain't it? I mean, Jesus paid it all. And sat down, thank God. Where? In heavenly places. There's sacrificial blood, I'm going to tell you now, in heavenly places. You won't find it nowhere else. You got to get to heavenly places to find that sacrificial blood, I'm telling you, church. Remember old Job? I mean, he's doing all right till the devil come along accusing him of just God being good to him and Job serving him. He says, Job ain't serving you for naught. You got him fenced in, hedged about. No wonder he's serving you. God said, you don't know my servant Job. You better hope your name never comes up in heaven by the devil. Huh? You know what happened to him. It ain't long. I mean, everything he's got taken away. He's sitting out yonder on an ash heap, scraping them old sores on his body with a pot shirt. Wife came by and said, why don't you just curse God and die? I can't do that. Why not? I know something. Well, you know, Job, you know that why that your youngins has laid out yonder seven boys and three girls on the hillside? No, I don't know. You know why your barn was taking your sheep? and your, I don't know. Well, what do you know? I know my Redeemer liveth. And that He shall stand the latter day upon this earth. Though my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh, I, whoo, I shall see God. <laughs> Whom I shall behold, Joe, not another. <laughs> I'm a hollering back over hundreds of years and, and said, Job, I'm going to look at him too. <laughs> yes, sir, buddy. <laughs> now listen. It dawned on me years ago when God took the hedge down and said, All right, devil, go in. I'm going to prove to you, show you, you don't know Job. Now, you can go in. You can't kill him. Do whatever you please. You can't kill him. And when Job experienced the hedge down, Satan came in did you ever stop and consider what the devil got first? He didn't get his youngins or his barns first. He got his sheep and his oxen and them sacrificial animals. Because you see the hedge is down. And he can get them animals. Job ain't got nothing to get the hedge up with. That's how the hedge got to be there. Job chapter 1 verse 5, you can read it. He rose up early in the morning, offered burnt offerings for them all. I mean, he offered a burnt offering for Ms. Job, them ten little Jobs, and Job himself. And boy, God had him fenced in. (laughs) But now the hedge is down, and the devil took his cattle. He ain't got nothing to offer to get the hedge back up. And here he is, I mean, sores on his body, sitting out yonder and everything gone he ain't got nothing to get the hedge up glory to God I shouted one day and I read the 8th verse of the 42nd chapter 
God said, Eliphaz, get down yonder to Job. Take him seven bullocks and seven rams. <laughs> now he's got something to get the hedge back up. God provided, didn't he? Something to get the hedge up. So what, preacher? That's Job. Oh, it goes further than that. I was lost and undone without God. Amen. No hedge to protect me from the devil. My daddy didn't have nothing to get the hedge up. I had nothing to get the hedge up. My mother couldn't get the hedge up. But 2,000 years ago, God sent a lamb. (laughs) Boy, listen, when I had nothing to get the hedge up, God sent a lamb. And the blood was shed, and you're looking at one hedged-in preacher tonight. Thank God. What a God's bless. Thank God for that sacrificial blood. Boy, you talk about spiritual blessing. I was up at Jane a couple of weeks ago. I mean, out of nowhere, I was reading Wesley, fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, off the wall of my mind. First four verses. And boy, out of nowhere, I mean, God showed me. I was, I was reading that, brother, where that Eve, the Bible said in verse 1, which conceived, bare son. They named him Cain. Verse 2, she bare another son, and they called him Abel. Uh oh, them boys is twins. How do I know that? One conception, two births. What else could it be? Them boys is twins. She conceived one time and bare two sons. Huh? Boy, I was in heavenly places. <laughs> Thank God I had James's pulpit to preach out of. But God said, boy, ain't done yet. Look on down, verse 4. You know what happened, what Cain brought? I hear them boys discuss it the day before they made their sacrifice. What are you going to bring, Cain? I'm here, King, so I'm going to bring him the prettiest potatoes I've ever grown. I'm going to bring him the prettiest squash and cucumbers that's ever grown out of the earth. I'm here, old Abel said, it won't work. Won't work. Brother, you ain't seen how pretty they are. And Abel couldn't talk him out of it. Verse 4 said, when they came, that Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock. He brought an extra lamb. <laughs> he loved his brother enough. And that sorry rascal killed him. And him loving him enough to bring an extra lamb. Just in case he could get him to change his mind, he'd have a lamb available. Huh? And he offered the wrong thing to God with a lamb available. Hey, they're dying by the multiplied thousands across this nation tonight and going to hell with a lamb available. 
And preachers right here is where we come in to get out here and tell them, thank God, there's a lamb available tonight. They don't have to die without God and go to hell. Thank God there's the availability of the lamb tonight, Mitch. And if a man dies without God and go to hell, he'll go to hell with the lamb available. Uh, and boy, that one little S on that first one, boy, I got in heavenly places and spiritually blessed, mister. <laughs> I had never found nothing down, down did for me what I'd found right there that night, James. Huh? I'd never been on a car lot or a ball game or a boxing match done for me what God did for me that night in your pulpit. Uh-huh. That one little S made all the difference on that first one. Brought an extra lamb. <laughs> Just in case his brother changed him, he'd have a lamb for him. Don't My soul. I say there's spiritual blessings. There's sacrificial blood. And there's satisfied believers. That's chapter 2, verse 6. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, sir. He has raised us up together and made us set worth. Heaven. <laughs> you talk about satisfied believers. <laughs> Did you ever hear anybody, you know, I, I hear Christian people, and, and bless their heart, I guess I've said it myself back yonder before, learn better, uh, say to somebody, keep looking up. Keep looking up. Hey, that's wrong. If we'll assume our position where God intends us to be, we'll be looking down. I mean, caught up and seated heavenly places, buddy. I mean, every once in a while, buddy, I'll be a dragging bottom. Amen. The devil see to it that you hear what's been said, you know. But boy, out of nowhere, God jerked me up and set me down in heavenly places. And I feel like shouting glory, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yeah, right here, satisfied believers. Number four, and I'm done. We're going home. I'm seeing some strange behavior in heavenly places. That's chapter 3, verse 10. <laughs> Yes, sir. In heavenly places, the church has been made known to them the wisdom of God. You know, I have never looked up to see what Webster says Mitch's wisdom is. I don't care what he says. God showed me what it is a long time ago. Wisdom is the ability to see things through God's eyes. To be, I mean, if you could just see, I mean, you're worried sick over something maybe tonight. If you could just see it through God's eyes, you'd shout. Huh? That wisdom, being able to see as God sees something. Uh-huh. I got a, my organist in Kingsport, Tennessee right now, they put her out in a room to die. Family signed the paper. She didn't want any life support. She didn't want any feeding tube. So they've got her out in the room to die. They said she might last a few minutes, a few hours. 
maybe two or three days. They don't know. If that's for me, Henry, I'm busy. <laughs> and uh, Boy, you know, uh, I sort of got a mixed emotions. Amen. Feel, I mean, faithful church member. And uh, just tore up. But if I could see that situation down there tonight, Chris, through God's eyes, <laughs> well, that'd make a big difference, wouldn't it, Mitch? Huh? Uh-huh. Now, so what? When we get that wisdom, verse 12, drop on down, third chapter, verse 12, we begin to gain two or three things here. First thing on the list, boldness. Huh? Boldness. My God, if in time and history, we need some boldness amongst God's people. It's an animal. Stand for God. I mean, you get in heavenly places, buddy. Don't be shocked if you don't get some boldness. I mean, boldness that you can't find downtown. God will put on you. And you might just have to get up here and jump with Joe a while. You get some bold. Sit around and scared of this and scared of the other. What's somebody going to think say or do? Sit there like a wooden Indian? A woman told me one time, she said, you ought to see you when you preach. I said, I can go you one better than that. You ought to see you when I preach. Yes, sir. Bones. Huh? I was preaching Mount Verde Baptist Church in Athens, Tennessee, and there's a feller there from up the road that he'd been in a lot of meetings. He was dry as gunpowder and dead as last year's bird's nest. And all these other meetings. I was preaching that night, Todd. And I mean, if somebody had grabbed him or jerked him up three times his size, he couldn't have jumped no higher. He jumped straight in the air and hollered, Glory to God, and had him a shouting fit. He got in heavenly places. And he come up with some boldness he couldn't find nowhere else, James. Uh, <laughs> I mean, man, you get spiritually blessed in heavenly places. I. And boy, God dumped some boldness on you. You might have to get up and sing if you can't sing a lick. I had an old big fella in, in Spring Creek years ago. He'd been in heaven a long time. He'd just get up and stand there and cry a while. Now, I mean, he's big as a giant. Just stand up in tears. I mean, just roll, make off his faces, you know. And don't you know, they'll say, what are they going to think about you? Luther, he had that boldness. He didn't care. God dumped that boldness on him. Boy, you get in heavenly places, get spiritually blessed, you might just have to jump out in the aisle. I used to have a little old girl, Carol, tell you about her. While I preached, she'd get up sometimes and just walk around the wall all the way around the pews. About the third trip, there'd be somebody couple up with her like a train. (laughs) And before it was over, half the congregation would be up going around the wall while I preached, you know. 
Now, I know old self and the world and the devil say, my, don't make a fool out of yourself. Well, I'm a fool for Christ's sake. Whose fool are you? Yes, <laughs> sir. Hallelujah. Then another word after boldness, access. Boy, you get in heavenly places, spiritually, but you find you got a clear road to God. Access, man. Hallelujah. And just run in. Everyone want to shout a little bit on Lordy Avenue. Uh-huh. Well, there's a third word there. Faith. Huh? You pick up in heavenly places. But you can't get nowhere else without getting in heavenly places. Pick up some faith. Uh-huh. Pianist comes, musicians, and play for me tonight. Honey, something for invitation right now, softly. Whatever you choose, Dusty. I preach to somebody tonight. You feel like you've been in heavenly places. Huh. I'm glad, glory to God, boy. God's jerked me out of spot here beside Fairview Church Road tonight. Jerked me up in heavenly places. <laughs> Pointed out to me where I'm really located tonight. I ain't looking up, I'm looking down. Boy, we assume that position. You you might have come up with enough boldness to get this altar this evening. I mean, you may have enough God-given boldness right now to come to this altar. Somebody may have picked up enough faith tonight in heavenly places to get in this old altar and pray for that loved one that's going to go to hell. You picked up enough faith to believe God is going to save you. Somebody else, I mean, you love with all of your heart. You picked up enough faith here tonight and they got trouble. You say, Preacher Bob, I don't know about nobody else. I'm going to pray for them tonight. I'm going to display some faith in God tonight to help. You feeling like you've got access right now, don't you? That's a good feeling. <laughs> Feel assured that you've got access to the throne in heaven. I mean, all you gotta do, bless God, just walk right in, pour your heart out to God. You can gain that kind of access, buddy, in heavenly places, spiritually blessed. Sacrificial blood, satisfied believers, strange behavior. Four times, all you'll find that phrase, Charles, this book, and all four of them, they on right here in the book of Ephesians. I said, Lord, they got to be something to that. I found no words. God pointed out to me some things you won't find nowhere else in this world. Got to get in heavenly places. We stand on this congregation.
preacher, Bob, don't know about nobody else. God's speaking my heart to Maybe a personal need. Maybe the need of another. You need somebody to pray with you, for you, over you. Todd's here, Wesley, James over here, I'm here. need to come talk to Jesus. He's waiting for arms outstretched if he's nudging your heart. You're lost and undone without God. God just wants me to let you know there's a lamb available. You don't have to die without God. Father, I thank you, sir, for these honest hearts. What you're doing for these, my friends. Those, Lord, that may be allowed to settle some matter out where they stood tonight. One of these days, Father, on the far side of Jordan, we'll bow again. Praise you and glorify you for what you did for us on that Monday night. Down yonder along... Fairview Church Road Turning Point Greenwood Baptist Church when you met with us Jesus blessed sweet precious powerful name I do only pray Hallelujah Amen something about that. Put it on for him back there. That's bad shape, boy. Tell you what, we'll meet back here tomorrow night. We won't dismiss in prayer. We're just going to sing you off the air. Preacher wants to hear this song again. And uh, you fellowship with one another tonight and let your neighbor know uh, that you appreciate them coming and pray that you'll be back in the house of God tomorrow night. And Joy Ayers will be back with us and the Parsons will be with us the remainder of the week. So you don't want to miss any of these good services. All right. God bless you tonight. <laughs> My clothes were ragged The world looked down on me I had no hope for tomorrow Nor for eternity Then grace came with mercy And heard this orphan's plea Now I've been the 
protected from bondage I've been set free now I'm no longer an orphan someone has rescued me my garments no longer are tattered my family is royalty So empty-handed No place to call my home No one to really love me But now look at what I owe I'm feasting on the manna That comes from God on high And there is no shortage there is a vast supply Now I'm no longer an orphan Someone has rescued me My garments no longer are tattered My family is royalty Now I'm no longer an orphan Someone has rescued Are tattered, my family is royalty.